Next on BYU Sports Nation, defense. Defense. BYU basketball grinds out a resume-building road win. What did we really learn? Super Bowl champion Brian Billick on the Cougars' latest matchup with UMass and Ed Eyestone live from Louisville. Is his men's cross-country team going to win the national title? Plus, what's the chance BYU wins multiple national championships this weekend? Hey, let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, November 16th. What's up? Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with technical foul analyst Jerem Jordan. Last night during the BYU uh, Princeton game, Princeton, yes, uh, Mitch Henderson, the head coach for Princeton, got a T, and I have no idea why. And then he got a second technical because he just wouldn't shut up. And he got tossed, and it was a seven-point possession for BYU, and it cost Princeton essentially the game. He like, went berserk, man. He went berserk. Like, like, I've gone berserk on this show, but I've not gone too technical berserk on the show, if you know what I mean. I've cre- gone, created contact. I've gone, yeah. Punched me in the face. One, by the way, Kerry Kittles is an assistant for Princeton. He was awesome at Villanova back in the day. Philadelphia area. Anyways. Long socks. Anyways, I remember Mitch Henderson, by the way, last year at the home game for BYU. He was yelling at the refs going, you know we're playing this at our place next year. You're going to give us the calls next year? <laughs> and then he gets tossed in the game at home in Jadwin Gymnasium. That made me laugh. Yeah, he was asked about it after the game uh, by the local media. And, and he, he said, said can, can I say, can I, blacked I, say out? I blacked out? That's such a cop-out. Uh, I blacked out. Like, I did something wrong on the show. Uh, I think I blacked out. Uh, I don't know. Well, I just <laughs> wanted an explanation. Excuse. Like, what What was he mad about? What call no was idea. he mad about? And he just said, I don't know. I, I just I lost control. I, I did something I shouldn't was have Was there done another it. game he wanted to watch? Can I say I blacked out? It's like, there was a game he wanted to watch, right? Hey. Why else would you just bow out like that? <laughs> I'll take it, Jerem. <laughs> I'll take it. Anyway, BYU can get it. I've also got a fever. And the only remedy is more headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU men's basketball beats Princeton. Shout out to Mitch Henderson. In New Jersey, 65-56. Faint train whistle blows okay. in the distance. Okay, remember the hype convo? Elijah Bryant continues to light it up for the Cougars. 22 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. Fact, head coach Dave Rose enjoys wins like this early in the season. What's really important, I think, is win these close games early in the season. Your guys get confidence, and they get confidence in themselves. And they get confidence in each other. They get confidence in the staff and and then and, and in the team together. So uh, big win for us. The Cougars, now one of 138 undefeated teams in NCAA Division I college basketball, <laughs> look to remain so on Saturday when they host UT Arlington in Provo, live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's a super Saturday on BYU TV. Absolutely. Women's Hoops played in Seattle at Washington, lost 80-72. to Cassie DeVagere had a game-high 22 points. Eight-point loss, bummer for the ladies, but Washington was a team that made the Final Four two seasons ago. I love that that is a thing now. DeVagere. <laughs> the echo. It's a cheap cologne. <laughs> BYU football working toward what they hope will be the first winning streak of the season. 
Senior Day on Saturday as the Cougs host fellow independent UMass. Offensive coordinator Ty Detmer says with the UMass defense, the Cougar offense, well, they need to be ready for multiple looks. They mix their coverages. They play a lot of man coverage, especially on the outside with their corners. Do a really good job in coverage. And uh, and so we've got to be ready to handle pressure and all the different blitz types of packages we're going to see. Guess what? BYU will not see anything they have not seen earlier in the season from this they, UMass they defense. They can't not do it. Live coverage of Saturday's Gridiron Showdown begins at 2 Eastern, Noon Mountain on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. BYU Radio's coverage kicks off at 1 Eastern. The game will follow live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 3 Eastern. And ninth-ranked women's volleyball plays San Francisco tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio and the apps. It's the third-to-last home match uh, of the season. Of the regular season, that is. And final one on BYU TV in the regular season. I hope we at least uh, are considered to have an opportunity to do more home games. But that's up to the NCAA. That depends. If BYU hosts, we're yep. coming down the backstretch. Uh, the final game is Tuesday of the regular season. And then the selection show, I believe, is on the weekend. And then NCAA tournament in a couple weeks. We shall see. Can, can you imagine, though, if you draw BYU in your home gym? Like... I don't know. That team up north, what if they did? Yeah. That's in play. BYU already beat them up there this season. We'll see. Let's go. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. New way to win in New Jersey. BYU basketball victorious in a game in the Eastern time zone against a good team. Early in the season, and Jerem, they do so with defense and free throws. I hardly recognized it. 65-56 over Princeton. Hard fought. Grinded out. Star players largely quieted, but they find a way. Head coach Dave Rose says his team is buying in, and you know what? That'll pay off later in the season. These guys are committed to it, and and hopefully that we – uh, we, we, we develop a culture where they believe that that uh, can happen anywhere we go. Shooting that thing is, uh, can come and go, but if we can, if we can stay tough uh, and stay with our plan and our guys executed, I think this team's got you know, a really good future. These guys believe. Head coach Dave Rose feeling good after last night's win. Can you blame him? No. Cougars 2-0 coming home to Provo. How much do we really know about this team what have we learned thus far, specifically last night? Jeremy, the Twitter question. That's today. our Twitter question. You just said it. What did you learn about the BYU basketball team in last night's win over Princeton? Yes. At Twiggy Stone, use the hashtag BYUSN. Able to pull out a low-scoring road game. This has really been a weak spot for the team in the past. Multiple players stepped up when foul trouble benched starters. Use the hashtag BYUSN. This was a big win. Let us quantify it in our stat of the day. All right. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Last night's win is BYU's first road win over a top 100 team in non-conference play since 2013 at Stanford. It's been four years. It's been four years. Okay, not neutral, not home. Road win, and those matter more to the selection committee than a home or neutral win. As they should. have more value. So that was nice. That was nice. That'll help the RPI, Jerem. Get out of here. What did I learn last night? I learned that BYU can play defense. I know we're two games in, but BYU played really good defense. Well, they give up 56. 
56 points? This isn't a new trend, though, if you consider the exhibition matches. Right, but I don't, really, because it's Colorado College and Westminster. Well, New Mexico. This was an Ivy League. Yeah, New Mexico was an indicator, right? Right. But a 17-win team that was meh, right? Princeton is better than New Mexico. They're the Ivy League Ivy League champ, last year regular and tourney, went to the NCAA tournament, almost beat Notre Dame. That was a good team. BYU can play defense. BYU can make free throws as well. Uh, 25 of 27, made their last 17. What? Awesome. A healthy Elijah Bryant is a really good player. He's averaging 24 and a half a game. That is fantastic. Shooting, uh, you know, 58% from the field or something crazy. Like, he is, or is it 70%? I can't even remember. It's good to have that dude feeling good. Yes, it is. He's shooting really well. And Yoli Childs is maturing. Listen, he took four shots because... Princeton was they doubled him the whole game. Yeah, they doubled him the whole game. He made one. It was a crucial shot down the stretch. Didn't have a foul in 39 minutes. Dave Rose told uh, Gregor Bell after the game that earlier in the week, Yoli Childs banged knees with somebody in practice. They didn't know what they were going to get from him. Well, they got 11 tough rebounds as well. Yes. So this was a fantastic win. Does it mean BYU is going to make the NCAA tournament? No. But it means that BYU has different priorities. And what have I been screaming the last couple of years that BYU needs to do to win and win in the NCAA tournament? Value, Tell possession. Me the Value possession, play defense. And BYU did those. This is going to be the lowest-tempoed BYU offense in the Dave Rose era because it's different, okay? Those two things are important to win. And like Dave Rose said, sometimes shooting doesn't travel. It was over 3,000 miles away. Guess what? It got stuck in uh, Dallas. Well, that gym, that gym is hard for every visiting team to shoot in because Lighting's it's weird. weird. Yeah, and Greg told us about the cantilever. The cantilevered the roof. The cantilevered roof. You know, so this was good. This was a really nice win for BYU. A confidence builder for sure. What I learned, number one, BYU can win a game when their star players are largely shut down. You want to take Yoli Childs and TJ Haas out of the game? Throwing foul trouble for TJ as well. Okay, Eli Bryant will take the reins. Who is the star of the team right now? BYU's got a big three, and it's tough to contain all of them. You don't generally have three lockdown defenders on your team. It's nice to have one. You might have one or two, right? How do you contain all three? Man, that should help the confidence. Number two, Heath Schroyer, defense. BYU now believes they can beat a good team when shots aren't falling, and you alluded to that in your explanation, Jerem. Holy confidence builder, Batman. If the shots aren't dropping, it's okay. We'll play good defense and stay in the game. Make free throws. BYU went almost 10 minutes without a made field goal and won the game. It's because they played defense and made free throws. 25 of 27. Woo! Number three for me. The bench is short. In important games, but it's solid. Jasheer Hardnett and Dalton Nixon both played big minutes for the Cougars coming off the bench. Yes, it was seven plus two. So Kajon Brown and Peyton Dastrup came in, but for three and four minutes each, I think. Luke Worthington only played 12 minutes, by the way. So this was, like you said, a shorter bench. You can see who BYU trusts early. You You go and play a team that you beat by nine at home last year without... Eric Mika, and without Nick Emery, who were in that game and who were big in that game. It was a different BYU team, and they won in a different way. So this is great. And I started looking ahead to the non-conference to kind of see what could shake out for BYU. 
The nice thing is that BYU has several important games at home. UT Arlington Saturday, Utah, uh, you know, at uh, neutral site Alabama and UMass uh, coming up next week. So if BYU can play like they did last night at a minimum, but shoot the ball a little better, they're in business. I had this slated as a likely loss for BYU basketball. It was the toughest non-conference true road game BYU would play, Utah State, UVU, or the others. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. BYU, that was a nice win. I think this was bonus, a bonus win, right? Yeah. So now I projected 9-4 and four in non-conference. Now that jumps up to 10-3. and 10-3 and three would be dynamite. Absolutely. And there goes the hype. <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. What did you learn about this BYU basketball team in last night's win over Princeton? Tell us, won't you? It's winter time. At Crazy Kook Fanatic, unlike last year, BYU showed the ability to close out winnable games. Gives one reason to hope. I, yeah, I, I just learned that BYU can make free throws. Yoli Childs was 6-for-6 six six from the free throw line. Do you remember when someone did hack a Yoli last year? Yes. Some, some team did that. Dude makes free throws now. He worked on his, his uh, game quite a bit in the offseason. At Laser Sheep, Yoli Childs can have an off night and others can step up. That's a good thing to see. You know who the number one player right now on this team is? Elijah Bryant. He is so efficient right now. He's averaging 24 and a half a game. He's shooting the lights out. That is awesome because there's going to be nights where Yoli Child's going to get his. At Mel Reed and Wright, that Elijah Bryant could win a one-on-five game any day. <laughs> All aboard the hype train. Okay. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> Elijah Bryant, by the way, shooting 70% from the field, 82% from three, 58, or sorry, 82% from two, 58% from three, six and a half boards a game, by the way. He's playing outstanding. Hashtag BYUSN if you'd like to join the Twitter conversation. Do it. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, one cross-country runner said it's a national title or bust for the men's team. Does the head coach Ed Eyestone feel the same way? We'll ask him. And next, Super Bowl champion and proud BYU grandpa, Brian Billick. What does Pop think of the new BYU quarterback, Joe Critchlow? Greg Popovich? Oh, no, Brian Billick. No, no, Brian Billick. Oh, oh. We'll ask him next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. You know what to do. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag BYUSN whenever you respond. Countdown to kickoff is live at 2 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app Saturday as we get re- you ready for the final home game of the season. We will show you the senior ceremony on the pregame show uh, coming up starting at 2 Eastern time as the seniors play their final home game. Fred Warner, Tijon Chroma, and 16 others. Hard to believe. I feel like Fred was here he was a one, little while ago as a wide-eyed freshman in Studio B. When we first started the show on uh, television... He had he had come in. He was like within the first six months, one of our first guests in studio. Weird, right? Before he started playing, and now he's wrapping. And up now he's finishing career, and we're still here. <laughs> That'll be Which the case for a lot for of us. these football players. <laughs> what did you learn about this BYU basketball team in last night's win over Princeton at Josh Mail three thirteen with this tweet? 
a lot of things to improve on. They didn't play the best, but we saw a lot of good things to build off. No hype. Let them develop. Well, they played the best on defense, and they played the best from the free throw line. They didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but they did from the stripe. The highest percentage shot in basketball. (laughs) The hype conversation. The fact that we had that conversation yesterday and then BYU beat Princeton. Well, we wanted to have it before Princeton, just in case BYU won. (laughs) It's amazing. That was calculated. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is... A man with 30 years of coaching football experience, an NFL Super Bowl champion, and BYU football alumnus, Brian Billick. Coach, welcome back to the show. Uh, We couldn't help but bring up uh, the whole pop grandpa story from last week, so I hope you're okay with us referring to you like that uh, as we move forward. No problem at all. The 30 years in coaching, that is nice a euphemism for saying I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Coach, BYU got its first road win with a 10-point victory at UNLV kind of emotion and preparation go into a road win versus a home win as a coaching staff? Well, road wins are important. Uh, when I look at the NFL, I value a road win in the NFL uh, a good deal more than I do a win at home just because of the nature of what it takes and, and how competitive it is. So anytime you can win, obviously, it's important. Anytime you can go on the road. And when you've had kind of a tough season, uh, as has BYU, uh, it's kind of good to get on the road. You know, you kind of like going. In. It's almost a more friendly environment uh, when you go in and there can be some energy. And so this was a good, solid win for them, particularly given the fact that they were starting that new young quarterback. Speaking of, BYU has a new sheriff in town. Uh, he has his own fake Twitter account. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun after Joe Critchlow, the fourth string, uh, one-time fourth string, now starter walk-on quarterback, had uh, a nice game at UNLV. What did you think of the performance of the fourth string Joe Critchlow in his first start? Yeah, it was solid. You know, now anytime you you run for two hundred plus yards, that helps. You know, that's always the quarterback's best friend. And his numbers were, you know, they were decent with fourteen to twenty-two. The one touchdown didn't make any big errors. A couple big plays down the field. Now they're still two of ten on third down. That continues to be something, obviously, that uh, it needs to get better. But when you're talking about as you laid out, the fourth string quarterback, a walk on, uh, uh, on the road, which again is always a little bit tougher environment. I thought it was a good, solid start for him. And uh, and BYU is clearly it's a little different than when you approach it in the NFL. When you're a team like say the Giants or Cleveland or the 49ers, where it's all about, okay, we got to get some, some questions answered uh, before we get to January to decide where we're going to put our resources by way of free agents and draft choices and whatever. It's not unsimilar to a college team where it's, okay, when we're where BYU is right now, you're not going to a bowl game. We need to, we need to know where we need to, you know, where our priorities are. And, and do you have on campus, as they say, what you need a quarterback going forward? And if we think we do, it's all about how much development can we get done between now and then. Coach, it is an interesting situation for BYU and offensive coordinator Ty Detmer with his quarterback situation because of the emergence of Joe Critchlow and the hope is that he will help BYU win their final two games. But then you've got Tanner Mangum dealing with the season-ending Achilles injury and Bo Hodge that has just been announced that he is out for the season uh, with an issue with his toe and his foot. So when all of those guys are healthy, if Joe Critchlow continues to play well, what does the depth chart look like? Well, you're right. That that can be interesting uh, because it's you know if you have this young talent, it depends on how good you think he is, how much can he develop between now and then, uh, and and where you think the other guys are in the development. Again, it's tough when when you're talking about quarterbacks being replaced due to injury. 
uh, and then they come back. And, and uh, my guess is we'll see, particularly if Critchlow can play well uh, here to the end, it's going to be, okay, we'll, we'll have an open competition in, in spring training, in spring ball. Uh, and and make the decision at that point, which sometimes is disingenuous, sometimes it's very real. Uh, if not, then the, then the uh, staff obviously will have a very definitive opinion. It's always better when you can declare your quarterback. I mean, competition is good. You always hear that in the NFL. We want to compete at every position. That's great unless you're competing at the quarterback position because that means you're probably not very good. Uh, it's better to have stability at the quarterback position, knowing what you have going forward, but competition's not all bad either. Squally Canada has been uh, injured, he's been benched, he's been played, and then he breaks out for the 10th most rushing yards in a game in BYU history with, with 213. When a guy has a breakout game kind of late in the season like this, what kind of thoughts go through your head? Because to me it was like, wait, should this, this have happened earlier? Is this a product of playing UNLV? What do you think, Coach? Yeah, I mean, all those factors go in. It's like, where you been, man? I mean, <laughs> we could have used this a lot earlier, but it does show the potential for that. And something like we've talked about now for the last couple of weeks uh, for Coach Sataki, it's okay, what do we, can we hang our hat on? What can we look at going forward? Because it's a function of not just an individual having a good game. It's the offensive line. It's the team as a whole. Uh, are there some things we can hang our hat on because you want to finish strong? We talked about that last week, how in the NFL when you've got some teams that are clearly out of the playoff picture, there's always a team that kind of finishes three out of four, four out of five, that finishes on that up note that kind of catapults them into the next year. NFL Network analyst, Super Bowl champion head coach Brian Billick with us on BYU Sports Nation, part of our weekly BYU football coverage. Each team is different each year, Coach. BYU beat UMass last season in Provo 51-9, to but, man, when you look at the numbers and the teams this year, things are clearly different on both sides. How do you help players on the BYU side avoid slipping into the thought process of, well, we kind of smoked them last year, so we should probably smoke them this year? Yeah, that feels like two lifetimes ago, doesn't it? It's real simple. Show them the film. You know, anytime uh, that you can always go because the film doesn't lie, and you're going to show where this team is capable. I mean, they're on a bit of a run here uh, uh, in, in terms of their wins. They've got the three wins against uh, Georgia Southern, Annapolis State, and Maine. I would put on their Mississippi State. I mean, that's a common opponent, and they they played pretty well against Mississippi State. It was 34-23 game. So I would put on some some good film of them playing Mississippi State going, guys, hey, we know these guys, meaning Mississippi State. We've played them. You know how good they are. Look at how these guys are playing against them. So that that is always very helpful when you can make it very real because now every player lines up and goes, I I remember playing this team, that guy across from me. Boy, these guys are are playing pretty good against them, relatively speaking. So I don't think it will be a tough sell. For, for Coach Sataki to say, hey, guys, this is, this is a capable team that we've got we to gotta play our best to beat. Do you remember your senior day in 1976 at BYU? Oh, my God. You talk about a couple lifetimes ago. I don't, <laughs> uh, was, I, was I ever a senior? Did I make it that far? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I, that's always a great time. It really is. Uh, very emotional. And I can't remember whether my parents were there. I think they were because I think they went to virtually every one of my games uh, uh, that see, that year. They got out and traveled on the moto. It was great. My, my mom kind of became the, the team mom because every time we'd pull into a, a parking lot of a hotel wherever we were staying on the road, there they were with the uh, – 
with the uh, mobile home, which my, the guys knew they could go and get some cookies or whatever, and they always used them. Mom would take care of whatever she needed. Uh, so I'm sure they were there. I'm sure it was very emotional. Do I remember it? Oh, God, man, I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> so let's help you remember. It was against UTEP. You won 40-27 oh, really? on okay. November 6th. And uh, you want to guess how many catches you had in that game? Oh, was a jogger not? Did I have one? Maybe two catches. Three for 49. Yeah. Along of 20. Yeah. Not bad. All over the place. Not bad. Let's finish with this. What's the matchup to watch, in your opinion, uh, this weekend in the NFL? Oh, there's some really good ones. You know, obviously, you got to be in with Dallas and Philadelphia just because Philadelphia is playing so well, and the Dallas Cowboys desperately need to show that they can stay relevant without Ezekiel Elliott. I think the game tonight, Tennessee and Pittsburgh, is going to be an excellent game. I love Tennessee. I love Marcus Mariota. Pittsburgh's my pick to go to the Super Bowl, but they're schizophrenic. They always do something stupid at some point, like almost losing to Indianapolis last week. Uh, but I think this this is probably one of the best Thursday night games we're going to have. And then the Rams are playing the Minnesota Vikings. Rams have got an interesting – they play Philadelphia in a couple weeks. This uh, at-Minnesota game is going to be very, very interesting, both as a barometer to see just how real both these teams are. That was a classic Ravens move. You complimented the Steelers, but not really. <laughs> and then threw them on the bus right afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, got to stay true to the roots. Uh, Coach, I enjoy following you on Twitter. Uh, you give me some good laughs each and every week when you're covering NFL football. Y- you have to enjoy being a little, bit of, you know, a little bit snarky on the Twitter machine, right? Oh, it's great. If, if, I, if, if I were still coaching... I would hate me as a broadcaster. <laughs> I would. I just. I'd be. I'd just say this guy is a jerk. What the heck is he? But you know, the great fun is is particularly on Sundays. And this is the first time I've been able to do it. Even when I wasn't coaching, I then went into doing games for Fox. And so you know, I'm focused on the game that I'm watching. Uh, and and then I did a session for the NFL Network on Sundays where we did a running commentary on all the games, which was kind of fun. Because uh, I had all the games right there in front of me. Well, now with the Red Zone Channel, I, this is all new to me. This Red Zone Channel is awesome. Mm-hmm. The way it bounces around, you get because I got to kind of get a feel for all the games. And so I'm I'm being a true fan. I know I got 35 plus years of coaching, and I'm supposed to know what I'm talking about. But I'm uh, when I'm tweet, tweeting, it's just kind of I'm just being a fan watching the game. Uh, it's kind of fun. Absolutely. Follow him at Coach Billick to uh, hop on that Twitter train and check him out on the NFL Network. Coach, great stuff. We appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Brian Billick on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Once a raven, always a raven, man. That was perfect, perfect Baltimore Raven move. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Steelers are good, but... Oh, they're schizophrenic. But... What did you learn about this BYU basketball team in last night's win over Princeton? More of your tweets coming up. Hashtag BYUSN. What's the chance the Cougars are celebrating a national championship this weekend? I like the chances, Jerem. Speaking of possible national titles, the Olympian and track and field and cross-country head coach Ed Eyestone joins us next. Welcome back, sports friends. It's a Thursday and a winning one. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand Anytime, anywhere. Tonight is a, it is 80s night at the women's volleyball matches. The ninth-ranked women's volleyball team plays San Francisco 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Jason Shepard tweeted out a photo of him in the 80s. So then I, I tweeted a photo for me in 1986. Then Brandon Gurney of the Deseret News tweeted out a photo of him. So you need to get in on this and tweet a photo from the 80s. Of- I will tweet a photo. I will also wear my ice gray suit with teal colors to celebrate the occasion tonight. 
as we broadcast it live on BYU TV. On the Brigham. Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about which 80s picture I'm going to post yeah. right now. I just happened to have a few of me as a kid that my mom sent me recently. So I was like, oh, that's from the 80s. Let's Throw it up there. One. Jason yeah. Shepard posted one in fifth grade with a sport coat on. And he's got a – did he have a little moulet in that? <laughs> Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, starting with men's basketball. Winning at Princeton, 65-56. Eli Bryant lighting it up for the Cougars again. 22 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. Head coach Dave Rose understandably enjoys wins like this early in the season. What's really important, I think, is win these close games early in the season. You guys get confidence, and they get confidence in themselves. They get confidence in each other. They get confidence in the staff. And... And then in, in, in the team together. So, uh, big win for us. BYU plays UT Arlington Saturday. That's another big one. Super Saturday. That's right. Women's Hoops lost 80-72 to at Washington. Cassie Tavashere had a game-high 22 points for the Cougars. BYU football working toward what they hope will be the first winning streak of the season. Senior day, Saturday. Cougars host fellow independent UMass offensive coordinator Ty Detmer expecting multiple looks from that UMass defense. They mix their coverages. They play a lot of man coverage, especially on the outside with their corners. Do a really good job in coverage, and uh, and so we've got to be ready to handle pressure and all the different blitz types of packages we're going to see. Do you feel confident that the BYU offensive line can handle the pressure from UMass, Jerem? I do. So did Kalani Sitake, according to his show on Tuesday mm-hmm. night. And as mentioned, ninth-ranked women's volleyball plays San Francisco tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. I'll be there. 80s night, man. And it's 80s night, and the volleyball's right. It's going to be a fun night A summer discussion we need to have. Greatest 80s song. Summer, it's always summer discussion. Summer discussion. And then we forget. Someone needs to write this down. Or Someone, even greatest down. 80s band. Oh, man. That one there. is loaded. Greatest 80s hair. Oh. Greatest BYU basketball 80s hair. The 80s are very near and dear to my heart. We were both born in the 80s. That's right. We just dated ourselves a little bit. But I think we were in our 20s. I grew up with four older sisters who experienced the 80s in high school and middle school. Nice. Okay. Stranger Things was there. <laughs> yes. So you can understand why that resonates with them, that show, so much. Yeah. Billy's hair in season two, by the way. <laughs> just... <laughs> Never... Never did it for me. You know who had fantastic hair in the 80s? Oh, you know I know. Mm-hmm. The Olympian, Ed Eyestone, on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, head coach of BYU Track and Field and Cross Country. Coach, how's your hair today? <laughs> well, it's no longer in a mullet, unfortunately. <laughs> Boo! Um, and it's no longer directly under my nose either. So, uh, but, the, but those were good days back in the 80s, and uh, I enjoyed my hair. Uh, but I'm doing well. We're back here at the national meet, just getting ready. We went over and uh, ran over the course a little bit. And now we're trying to. Uh, I, we are in the car, so I've relinquished the keys over to Judd Branson, our amazing trainer. Oh boy! And he hopefully will be negotiating us uh, to breakfast, so or lunch actually. Who else is in the car with you? Well, my wife is is on here, and uh, we got Danny Carney. We got a whole whole raft of raft of guys. That are very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll hungry, keep it short then. Hungry for multiple things, right? Uh, Rory Linkletter came on the show a couple weeks ago, and he said it's national championship or bust. The focus has been really strong for this group to take care of business and bring home the hardware. What's the focus like for your guys right now in Louisville? 
Uh, I think we're pretty uh, cool, calm, and collected. Uh, we're having a good time. We had the, there was a flock of geese out on the course, uh, and Clayton Young and a couple of the guys just uh, sprinted off uh, for them and made them fly. So I don't know if that's good karma or not. <laughs> it kind of shows the level of uh, focus that we are two days out. Um, none of them circled back over and uh, bombed us, so I think that's, uh, that was good. But, yeah. uh, no, everything's Everything's rolling along, and guys are are loose and uh, having a good time. The BYU men ranked second going into this national championship race. Do you feel like that is a fair ranking? Why or why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until you tell the national champions have been beaten, I think they should retain that that status. Also, it keeps a little bit of the pressure off of our shoulders. But I certainly think that we uh, need to be in the conversation of uh, the top couple of teams. Uh, we also have been undefeated. We are uh, undefeated in the races that we consider races. We had the regional meet last week, but that was just kind of a semifinal, and we held out uh, three of our our top guys. So um, I think we're feeling pretty strong and, and excited, and, and uh, looking forward to the opportunity to try to take down the defending national champs. And you've coached a lot of good teams here at BYU. Uh, is this a national championship type of team, in your opinion? Yeah, I think so. I think we have the the runners up front that uh, are capable of finishing in the top ten to fifteen. Uh, you know, four four people up front in our cadre of of four that have led the way the entire way, and then we've got some great support uh, staff. So uh, that's what it's all about. I think our depth is good enough. So if anybody has a has a hiccup, then we can we can come through. I think NAU certainly has their top three, and they have a, a strong five as well. I think if they have any sort of, uh, you know, disruption in their in their top five, though, I think they they don't have quite the support uh, that that we do. There's some other serious teams out there in Syracuse who won the national championship a couple of years ago, um, and um, I think Stanford will will also run pretty strong. But uh, I think if we just take care of business, uh, another day at the office, run our race. Uh, I think we could come home with a national championship. Just make sure Rory Linkletter doesn't show up in jeans, okay? Uh, exactly. No, he is not going to be wearing his jeans <laughs> other than his uh, DNA jeans that uh, have been good <laughs> enough to um, allow him to, to run some really good races. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Where will you be standing during the race? Because it's a 10K, right? Right. This is a cross-country race, so there is no standing. This is a, you know, cross-country is the one sport where the spectators uh, need to be fit. So I'll I'll be running. Uh, there's about, <clears throat> I think I counted up seven different spots that I intend on getting to, and uh, so 600 meter mark, the 1.5 k mark, the 3 k mark, the 5 k mark, the 7 k mark, the 8 k mark, and the 9.5 mark. Those are the places where i'm going to be are you running <laughs> from from each I, mark to mark yeah, you have to kind of you have to kind of run from spot to spot so that's what uh that's what the plan is yeah so you have to warm up and everything too right well i don't know that i the warm-up is, is not that necessary but you do need to meet you know i could not walk leisurely uh between all those <laughs> spots and, and and be there to cheer Coach, it's great to talk to you. Uh, we would love to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma from back here in Provo, Utah, and uh, wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. I appreciate the karma, and uh, we'll try to deliver on Saturday. You got it, man. Enjoy breakfast. Okay, thank you. All the best.
Ed Eystone on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Depending on where they go, it could be breakfast all day, but it's probably lunch for them. Well, he said breakfast, so I'm just going to go. And then he corrected himself with lunch (laughs) (laughs) because he's in Kentucky. (laughs) In California, they're like, yeah, yeah, breakfast, yeah. We're pretty hungry. Nationwide is on your side. Yeah, breakfast all day is a real thing. Hey, coming up, women's pro soccer may be coming to Utah. BYU has something to do with it? What? Bring her home, Ashley Hatch? And what's the chance I was wrong? Wait, oh, what? what? Yeah. Yeah. Find out next. Wait, what are we doing here? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What up? Hanging out in Studio B, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Enjoy our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you missed BYU football with Kalani Satake, feet, Tijon Karoma, Tuesday night. It is coming up in 18 minutes right That's after the F-E-A-T program. That's an F-E-A-T period feet, right? Featuring, yep, yes. yeah. feet, yes. Marshall Mathers, <laughs> Stephen Colbert, <laughs> you need to watch that video, where he hosts a local cable access show with... Eminem. But uh, Eminem's not quite sure if Stephen Colbert gets With a guest host appearance. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, check that out. And uh, if you miss BYU football, it's Klein's Talking. It's coming up at the top of the hour. One Yeesh. What did you learn about this BYU basketball team in last night's road win, hard-fought, grind-it-out victory over Princeton at Greg Rosenan? Tweets. Limiting the total number of foul shots allowed and getting to the line often with the 90-plus Free throw percentage is huge. Yes. 25 of 27. Very nice. Free points. They are free points available. If you make you a just, lot of them, you just throw it. You'll win a lot of you games. Just throw it. It's time to play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. The real MVP. Percentage power on display. Number one. What's the chance Spencer has the wrong BYU player as the WCC Player of the Year? Wait a second. Wait, as the WCC Player of the Year or the best player in the WCC? Yes, both. (laughs) (laughs) Player of the Year in the WCC, I feel like, will come from Gonzaga or St. Mary's. Because generally, the the team that wins the conference, their best player wins that award. Yes, so I don't think it's going to be anyone from BYU. But what if BYU wins the conference, Jerem? They're not winning the league this year, <laughs> I don't think, right? Um, I, I think it's 100% in terms of player of the year. Now, who the best player in the league is, that is totally up for opinion. So I'm, I'm going 0%. Oh, right? thank you, Jerry. Because you could debate that all day. Like, who's playing the best in the WCC right now? You know who it is? It's Elijah Bryant. He is the best player in the league right now. And we haven't played a like, league game at yet. At this moment, <laughs> two games in. We right? haven't played a league game yet. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not wrong. BYU and but Yoli Childs. I, I could be, okay. but I'm not, and okay. I won't be. It's like hearing that. BYU has the best player in the West Coast Conference. His name is Yoli Childs. I'll take him one-on-one against any other player. But you'll take him one-on-one? Other He's going to beat you. We talked about I will select this. him okay. to play <laughs> one-on-one against any other player in don't the West pl- Coast Conference. Don't take him. <laughs> 
going to take you. Doing your technicalities, man. Oh, man. Number two. Well, what if Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant went one-on-one? <laughs> who you got? Ben's nerd voice is amazing. He just asked you a question. Uh, I'm taking. Respect the man. Who? <sighs> well, Yoli, Yoli, Yoli can defend. Yoli can defend the Euro step because he knows Eli's go-to moves, and he's longer and stronger in the post than Eli. So I'm still going Yoli, although it's close. <sighs> That'd be a fun. It's thing close. I'm not answering yeah. that one. I don't close. have to. You have to. It's very close. This is not an. It's not an attack on anybody's. Like you know what? If they played to 100, it'd probably be 199. It whatever. would be close, absolutely. Would Eli win a few of those one-on-one oh, battles? Let, let me answer it. Let me answer it. Best of seven one-on-one? Yoli. Let me answer it. Wait. Oh, I just blacked out. <laughs> okay, Mitch. I can't, Cal- I can't calm remember. down. Uh, ben, more nerd voice, please. What's the chance BYU Hoops wins a game this season scoring less than 65 points? Whoa. I say 100%. There's going to be some road game you go and play. And they BYU. win it? Yes. BYU did it last year at Pacific. In a, the different offense, I, th- I think this happens again. You struggle. Yeah, it, you don't turn. You it, turn the ball over. You don't shoot well, and you still win. If yes. it were less than sixty, I would. I would be really hesitant. And the number will be sixty-three. Yeah, but less than sixty-five. Yeah, I'm. I'm high on that. Ninety percent chance BYU wins yeah. a game this season scoring less than sixty-five points. By the way, it is official that uh, the NWSL National Women's Soccer League is moving to Salt Lake. So. They they mentioned uh, BYU women's soccer as a contributing factor. In cahoots with Rail Salt Lake. Very cool. That just came out. Bring her home. Ashley Hatch. Come on. Let's go. Very nice. Number three. What's the chance Squally Canada rushes for 150-plus against UMass? I'm going 67%. Wow. I, oh, high. I think there's a good chance. that They're ranked 100. They're not good. I, I know, but. And it's not going to be. But I don't give it like 100% or anything crazy. 90 because I think he's going to get pulled for maybe other players. We'll 150 plus? Yeah. Wow. Going to have a good day. I like your confidence I in do. that. Yeah. I think he'll I go like for 100 plus against a bad rush defense. But 150? Yeah, I'm I'm low end of the totem pole there. I'm going to say uh Squally wears number 22, right? 22% chance Squally goes for 150 plus well, against Well, if UMass. only you, only you like Squally as much as you like Yoli. <laughs> Stop, stop it. Is he the best running back Yo, in Eli. the independent conference? You, you realize Yoli's name has Eli in it as well. Yes. For Eli Bryant. Yoeli. And someone called him Yoli Bryant. <laughs> so, yeah. Number four. What's the chance BYU hoops and football both go undefeated on Saturday? I give it like 80%. I, th- I think football is going to beat UMass, and then I think BYU is going to beat UT Arlington in a competitive game, a single-digit game. 80%. Oh. I'm pretty confident. Man, you've been higher on most of these than me the entire time. What is happening right now? Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I know. And We're it's in a Boney Fuller shirt. It's going to stay so I'm, that I'm, way. Seventy-five percent chance BYU basketball and football both win on Saturday. Only higher by like five percent. Yeah, that one's closer, but yeah. still, Jerem leading the way, man. You are you flirting with the blue goggles right now? I guess. <laughs> Number five. This is what it's like. Last yes. one. Pull out your slide rule for this. What's the chance a BYU team brings home a national? championship this weekend okay now there's men's cross country women's cross country in the mix probably not going to win it but they'll fare well and then men's soccer what's the chance i'll go i'll go yeah 58 percent 
Uh, I think men's cross country has the best chance because men's soccer is going to have to win six games in three days. They're going to be tired. So will the other teams, but that's a lot. Despite chasing the flock of geese today, I feel like BYU men's cross country will be locked in when it matters most. We've seen really amazing things from this team this year. I think we will see the best from this team on mm. Saturday. Like, That'd be a natty. It'd be the first in uh, men's cross country. They're ranked second, and they don't want to finish second. Isn't it funny that they've hyped themselves up to the point? Like Rory came in here and said, if we take second, no. It's, it's It'd be a title or bust. You talk about hype. There's no team on campus who's more hyped than the men's cross-country team internally. Inter- exactly. It has nothing to do with what anybody else said. Men's volleyball has stopped saying, like, it's a national championship or bust. Like, they're getting to the national championship match, but this is some big hype for the men's cross-country. 99.999999% chance. Oh. BYU wins a national championship this Re- weekend. Repeating, of course. Led by men's cross-country. I, they are a special, special group of runners. Like they, Absolutely. These they guys, are incredible. These guys are all-timers at BYU. They are this incredible. Group. All right. There you have it. Send in your percentages if you feel like it. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, what other BYU team is competing for a national championship this week? If you didn't listen to me a minute and a half ago, stay tuned. Because <laughs> we will remind you. <laughs> and is Jimmer in a slump? Wait, is, that, is there such thing as a Jimmer slump? Yes. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, Brian Billick of the NFL Network, Super Bowl champion coach, and the Olympian, Ed Eyestone, head coach of BYU track and field and cross country as they get ready for the national championship race in Louisville. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up tomorrow, Dennis Pitta and Steve Cleveland makes his return. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. The Cougar Hoopsters beat Princeton yes, 65-56 on the road. Big win for the Cougs last night. Elijah Bryant, 22.7 rebounds, two assists, and two steals. The Cougars take on UT Arlington Saturday night on BYU TV. Women's Basketball. Lost 80-72 against Washington in Pac-12 country, the Northwest. Cassie DeVagere had a game-high 22 points for the Cougars. Football. BYU plays UMass Saturday. Countdown to kickoffs live at 2 Eastern time. It is senior day against fellow independent UMass. Volleyball. Ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball will host San Francisco tonight at 9 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Third to last home match and the final one on BYU TV in the regular season. Please have some matches in the postseason. Jimmer. Jim Fredette had a ho-hum night, uh, 25 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists, and a Shanghai Sharks loss to the Beijing Shogun Ducks last Soccer. night. Wait, is Jimmer in a slump? 25 is an uh, off night for his <laughs> Jimmerness. Soccer. Men's soccer. Okay, uh, we'll, go, we'll do soccer. We get it. Men's soccer <laughs> takes on Michigan State and Penn State. Well, the Big Ten foes today at Reach Complex. Or Penn. Sorry, Penn State was written in there. It's Penn. And we, ta- we talked about that with Mitchell Scott. Yes. Penn. Hockey. From the Ivy League. BYU playing Grand Canyon University tonight. The puck drops at 10 Eastern at Peaks Ice Arena in Olympic venue. 
Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. You need the most. DexterLaw.com. There's always an empty seat for him. His name's Elijah Bryant. What a night last night in the win for BYU, averaging 24.5 after two games. A healthy Elijah Bryant is a good ball player, Holy man. Cow. Woo. Hey, if you want to double team Yoli Childs and take out TJ Haas' offensive threat, good luck defending Eli, Eli Bryant. If he's healthy, good luck. Yeah, he's a tremendous player. And uh, BYU got a win without you know, Nick Emery, without Eric Mika when they beat him last year. So nice win. I'm excited to watch his basketball What's team. interesting is the BYU coaches kept telling us, man, Eli just dominates in practice and he scores a ton. He was healthy during those practices and off-season conditioning, things like that. He, he was not healthy in season. So we were kind of like, well, Hopefully he can maintain that health. Not sure what to get. Now we're starting to see the Eli Bryant that we've heard about for that a very long from Elon. time. Yes. What did you learn about this BYU basketball team in last night's win over Princeton? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Lacey Dentist, that BYU can win a game not dropping 90-plus points. No, seriously. Like, multiple ways to win things, right? BYU's last, games where BYU scores in the BYU's last road win over a top 100 team was against Stanford, right? They scored 112. Yeah, and gave up 105. <laughs> or 103. Or 115, was it? It was, it was in the hundies. It was a ridiculous amount of points. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. So 65 and win? Yes, please. <laughs> At Cougar 7 that BYU finally has a team that can win a game with defense. BYU plays good, played good defense uh, in the gym years. You had Charles Abuo, who played well. Jackson Emery, obviously, around. But this was really good team defense. The best BYU seen in five or six years. Our elite tweet of the day from Matt B. Henson, 23, who used to work with us on BYU Sports Nation. Now he works at Fox. Says that BYU basketball won two games in a row before BYU football this season. Oh! Mic drop. Oh! Elite tweet. That actually deserves it. Wow, that was good. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Wow. Goes on demand on, BYU, on, demand on BYUSN.com. That was a mic drop. That was good. Is it a little breezy in here? <laughs> Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah and Spencer. Who should we shout out to today, Jeremy? Mm, let's think about this for a moment. How about Kenneth Roberts? Oh, nice call after the big basketball win. Mm-hmm. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Yes, Princeton, yes. 